Before we begin the podcast, I want to tell you about our new sponsor, Revolution Wraps. They produce large format graphics, quality installations for vehicle graphics. That's that's vehicle wraps. It's really cool stuff. Window and wall graphics, interior and exterior signage, and trade show displays. They partner with you to build bigger brands. They're locally owned. They do everything in-house from design to production to installation. Check them out, revolutionwraps.com slash chickennick for 20% off. Look, I completely understand why you need to advertise your Super Bowl halftime show. You need to drum it up. You need to make sure people know not just to pay attention to the Super Bowl, but most importantly, <laughs> don't leave your seat at halftime of the Super Bowl because there's going to be a very special presentation. I'm still lost on who it's going to be. I haven't seen any ads. Would Have that be you? the ultimate, like the tomorrow, at, to, to, on, on Monday at work, the ultimate test? Of did you watch the game? Because some people are like, oh yeah, man, it was nuts, man. A couple third downs, you know, just uh, you know, a couple decisions out there. I don't know, right? I mean, yeah, you could just be like, who's uh, who's, who's doing? You know, who's doing halftime of the Super Bowl? If they don't know the answer to that question, you didn't watch any. You're a liar. You are a liar. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. How? I mean, I did tweet out, anyone have any idea who's performing at halftime of the Super Bowl? And I did get a couple people saying, yeah, it's the weekend. They've been running ads. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you very much, yeah, Patrick. Yeah. Appreciate all In of your weekend game, right? <laughs> you know? How you doing? You doing okay? How you feeling? You know, You're as we're right. recording this, there's four minutes, ten seconds left in regulation. Josh Allen just got picked off again, and... How about that halftime show? You looking forward to that halftime show? (laughs) Cue up Dana Altman. You know, I've said this forever. You know, talking about like if you ran for public office, I would run on one thing, something we all can get behind. Elect me as president. I will make Bruno Mars be the halftime entertainment for every Super Bowl until further notice. Who says no to that? Who says no? I'm probably not saying no. No one's no one's turning down Bruno, okay? No one's turning him down. But you're doing okay? You hanging in there, man? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. fine. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess we know where we're going to be going here. Uh, For our flashback in this episode, it's fine. It's fine. fine. It's fine. fine. Uh, it w- it was in a previous episode, by the way, uh, the flashback that I guess we're going to be doing now because yeah. we just brought it up. The uh, Derek Anderson, it's fine. One of the great moments in the history of the show. And I think this It'll thing's be- over. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, 
So they're down, still down 17 points with four minutes to go. Okay, um, so we might experience a great comeback live. No, yes, no, no. I don't think that's necessarily what is going to take place here. Um, look, this has just been, I mean, it is what it is, as Jamal Lord would say. Yeah. Um, you know, there's nothing you could do about it. But no, I mean, it's, you know, you're just happy to be here. And- okay. Don't give me that happy to be here stuff. I invented the happy to be here. All right. <laughs> Don't give me the it's not you, it's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> I invented it's not you, it's me. <laughs> so good. It's so great. Oh. Um, I got a lot of things I want to bounce off you. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, you know, we'll continue to update you on this game. You already know how it ended, and I'm sure uh, it'll yeah. be Chiefs and uh, t- Chiefs against your favorite team, Tom Brady, yeah! going up. For- <laughs> how about <laughs> that? You know, I mean, what? unbelievable. You got to tip your cap, do you not? Tip of the cat. Circa as Nick you, Bob back in the Dizzy. As you used to say, tip and give him a nice tip of the cat. He said that once on the show. It turned into a, a catchphrase. Um, well, can no, I mean, you got feeling pretty good about yourself. I, I am. Before we get to Brady, yeah. you know, I name dropped you to Adam Amin oh, when I was doing yeah, okay. a little Indiana, Iowa. He was good, great he, call, by the way. Great call, by the way. You. you guys did great. Felt like we had a decent sized audience. There wasn't a lot of. You know, baloncesto going on that evening, and so... Uh, no reason to break out into Spanish. You know, we were big in the Spanish demographic that night. I said, okay. me gusta Luca Carza. Okay, muy grande! Carza, <laughs> hands es muy grande. Okay. I don't me think that's what post you... repost with Luca Carza. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if Trace Jackson I, I... Davis, es muy caliente, No! And you can't take any siesta. <laughs> no, he you was uh, Adam Amin lit up with the whole Matt Schick drop. Uh, Walk me through it. Don't well, yeah. just skirt around well, the this. The problem was it got someone, I think, tipped him off with a, with a, someone tweeted at him that oh, like, I did so he was like, I, yes, I, I, I was alerted that on, on Twitter earlier today. And he sung your praises. He was like, very very funny guy underrated funny i was like underrated funny this guy's properly rated he's at the top of the list you know what i mean to me that's like being like magic johnson underrated player so underrated player. like nah i mean when you're one of the funniest guys in the world i think you're properly rated you know tell you dominique wilkins underrated dunker you know people don't talk about that dominique wilkins one of the best dunkers that five one six eight twenty i would say he's an underrated dunker do you agree or disagree you know what i think nine five one six eight twenty david copperfield underrated magician <laughs> Hold on, I thought, you know, we got we got boxing on the brain. I would say Muhammad Ali, underrated boxer, 951-1620. What do you think about that? Uh, Muhammad Ali, Cassius Clay, underrated as a boxer. We'll take a break, come back. It's the underrated show here on 1620. By the way, Matt emails in, and the email headline is 951-1620. And he writes to us at laugh at com. He writes, I love thinking about the idea of listeners to the podcast actually calling the zone whenever they are listening and you ask for their thoughts on a topic and giving their thoughts on it, regardless of the topic the current show is actually talking about. Keep up the great work. That is from a uh, oh, very good. passionate listener, Matt We need Kavanaugh, to call her at like Sug and Stoobs. 
All those guys see if it's actually happening. I hope they're getting random calls, you know? Do you imagine they're talking about, hey, what do you think about the Husker quarterback situation next year? 951-1620-877-951-1620. Doug, you're on the line. Yeah, uh, just uh, I agree. You know, Muhammad Ali, overrated boxer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Muhammad Ali, underrated boxer. Yeah, yeah, David Copperfield, good. I was more of a David Blaine guy, but that's uh, that's just that's just me in terms of underrated magicians. That's where we're at. I'm like, what? What's happening here? Way too early to be drinking on the severe and bidding in the morning here. That's what's, what's happening. But no, Adam Amin, big fan. I big love fan. him. Sung your love praises. Uh, and do you want to hear about what happened to me on the evening after Indiana upset Iowa? I ready for do this? Nine five one sixteen twenty. No, of course I do. You you understand? Football season is essentially over. Yeah, so we got I am time. I am open for anything okay. you want to talk about. Well, so you ready go. for this, brother from another mother? Okay. So your boy, you know, calls the game. I'm crunk, right? You know, you, there's nothing like that high after walking out of the arena, feeling like you had a good broadcast and everything. Wait, hold on now. Uh, were you, uh, was it like, was it like this? Would Charles Jackson say this? He got like, he got the whole room crunk. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. I would say, okay. I would say Rob Fennessy, he, you know, he got like, he got like the whole room crunk. He got like, he got the whole room crunk. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I can't remember. Was he a defensive back for Nebraska? I know. Commit? Some recruit yeah. that came on our yeah, show. Man. We had a good run. You know I mean? We had Amir Abdullah. <laughs> nah, nah. We had uh, Charles Jackson. We had a. Uh, who else did we? There was one other famous. There was one other good. There was one other good call. Is it Tommy? No. No. Might have been a running back. Braylon Hurd. Was it? What was the Braylon Hurd one? Nah, I don't know. Nah, I don't know. We'll cut this out. <laughs> we'll gladstone this post production here. But <laughs> we. So okay. So your right, boy hops in, hops in the car, and, right. and I'm heading back home. So your boy's on I-80. It was an eight o'clock tip. So it's it's gonna be a late one going back. You know, it's All about right. a. F- is I flew. I, I drove into Omaha to go <laughs> call a basketball game not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of airport, private airport in Omaha, a place called Carver Hawkeye Arena. <laughs> I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha, a place called Sand Hills. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, so your boy hits the interstate. It's going to be a late one. And at about 1230, 1215 a.m. on I-80, right outside Des Moines, boom, your boy blows a flat tire. No, no. So, you know, I I get my my shoulder game right. And, you know, at, at that point, you're just like, this is where it ends. I'm going to die on the side of Interstate 80 because I blew a flat tire. No. And, you know, luckily, I was able to get my, uh, my you're in good hands with Allstate roadside <laughs> assistance game right. Because, I mean, me changing a flat tire, what am I, a Navy SEAL? I mean, come on, dog. Who knows how to change a flat tire? Okay, that's amazing that you would equate changing a tire it didn't to, help uh, that it was cold out there, too. By the way, all right, so you had that happen. I do have something we could reflect on after you do this, but go ahead. Tell me this story. That's yeah. scary. Oh, this is, I'm, what, 1 a.m.? One. A, I mean, yeah, it's 1230 Oof. in the morning, Oof. and Oof. I was able to get a hold of, of 
road, roadside assistance with, and this is the beauty of like GPS. I was able to give my exact coordinates, latitude and longitude of where I was. And then, you know, I sit in, in the car till about one fifteen in the morning. Oh. And I mean, just the most grizzled veteran, manly, manliest man you've ever seen in your life pulls up. And he hops out. He's like, hey, it's look cold out here tonight, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> he he just starts raising the vehicle. He takes my my tire off. He changes my tire. And this is how stupid I am. I'm like, okay, so how how uh what are, what do they recommend? How fast you go on one of the, on on these things? Like, oh, they're like, oh, you know, they don't want you to keep it over, you know, forty or fifty miles an hour. And he was yeah. like, well, how how far you got to go? I was like, I'm going to Lincoln. He started laughing at me. He's like, you can't make it to Lincoln. He goes, they don't, they don't recommend you go more than 40 miles or 50 miles on one of those. I'm like, okay. It's Mava's birthday on Friday. So I wanted to wake up with, you know, little girl turning five, you know, I want to be there in the morning, but your boy has to get his West Des Moines Marriott game right. (laughs) And the reason I chose the West Des Moines Marriott, little fun fact, that's where Greg McDermott and Bruce Rasmussen met to discuss Greg McDermott being hired. So I was like, where am I going to stay? Your boy is always thinking about Creighton. You know that? You know I'm always thinking about him. (laughs) That reminds me of when Bruce... (laughs) When he when he introduced Doug, <laughs> when he introduced <laughs> Doug, Doug McDermott, Doug yeah, he was, he introduced him as uh, as as I Doug. Doug McDermott. McDermott. I'd like to introduce you to the new head men's basketball coach at Creighton, Coach Doug McDermott. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, that went really well. Yeah, he, he All right, foreshadowing. So yeah, so I mean, yada yada yada. I got my West Des Moines Marriott game right. Next morning, had to you know get my Google. Fix a tire game, right? Oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, your boy had to get 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 the tire fixed, get home, celebrate. Mava turning five. But, man, I mean, the stress at 1 o'clock in the morning waiting for – I mean, you sit on the shoulder. You feel like you're just you, – you finna get John lynched by a 18-wheeler. You're listening to the John Lynch show <laughs> on 16 <laughs> Okay, it's John Lynch show hosted by Mark Jackson. Is he filling in? Is he? Yeah. Finnegan, and you said Finnegan. <laughs> Look, you had um, here. Here's the thing about this. First of all, I have had an issue similar to that. I was in Kearney. I was driving to Lincoln late at night. Uh, because I had an interview at ten eleven the next day, so I was like, "Well, it'll be a lateral move market wise." But Kelly lives in Lincoln, and I could, you know, cover Nebraska, but do it at ten eleven. And I was interviewing with the news director the next day, and so I drove there at late at night, and I blew a flat tire. Um, but game? I ch- uh, but I changed my you got tire. Came like that? You're a Navy yeah. Seal? I didn't even know you was a Navy Seal, dog. <laughs> you see my abs? <laughs> You wanted them undercover Navy SEALs. You try to not show off the ass. <laughs> I'm incognito with that daddy gut, so we're... <laughs> they won't expect a thing when they see us pulling up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's right. But that's it. But it, okay, was it... That's I mean, scary. it was... I bet... I bet it was... I think my... It said 21 degrees out, but man, it was windy. Ooh, ooh, ooh boy. Ooh, it, yeah. I was... But I don't know. So you got game like that. You can change a flat tire, huh? Look at you. 
yeah, had man. you know, blew a couple, had to learn it, uh, no doubt. Um, but there's no doubt, there's no doubt. Um, but yeah, had had the jack, had the spare, did that, did the whole thing, wound up interviewing at 10 11 the next day. And uh, I don't think I believe the inter, I believe the news director at the time, I think his name was Randy Luby or something like that. I remember sitting in, I don't even know why I'm saying this, sitting at his desk, and I kind of got the impression that he was interviewing me just because he felt he owed me the interview, but I don't yeah. think he wanted to hire me and exactly. started talking about my, you know, my sarcasm and how that can rub people the wrong way or Seriously? something like that. Something like that. And um, He gave you no. some crap about not listening to him. I don't know. I really wasn't paying attention. Cue up, Cue up Harry from Dumb and Dumber. Uh, uh, one of my – the most underla- underrated That's line great. of that whole movie is Freda Felcher broke up with him. She gave me some crap. But me not Lister, I don't know, I really wasn't paying attention. <laughs> she give you any reason? Yeah, I called her up. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's probably my favorite line in the whole movie. That's a great line. I wasn't really paying I called her up. She gave me some crap. <laughs> So oh good. gosh, so good, so yeah. good. Um, yeah, so I just want to so, tell you about my flat tire story. Doug. No, you know? I appreciate that. So let's do a quick uh, time warp here. Okay. You at one point hit a deer. Dad, coming home from a Kansas basketball game. You That's right. And I believe quick. this was this was year one of our show, and this is a flashback to it. Let me just see. I don't I don't know what this is. Let's just listen. Set the stage for us, Nick Baugh. Okay, I'm driving back from Lawrence, Kansas, and I'm just getting into Council Bluffs right by the Lake Manawa uh, exit. And before... You're in the home stretch. I am the home stretch. I mean, I, I I can see the finish line. And out of nowhere, a deer darts out into the road. I'm going about 70. I mean, and I try... I mean, I try... Wait, what's the speed limit? I mean, probably about 25. I'm doing okay. 70 and a 25. Right. And, I mean, I try and Reggie Bush this thing. I mean, you, I try what, and You accepted improper payments <laughs> in your car? I did that, and then and then I tried oh. to juke out the deer. Okay. Couldn't juke him out. Try and go. I juke right, avoid the deer a little bit, but just smash this deer. How dare you? It's really not funny. I mean, I'm, I'm mad. I've, on, the, on the side of that interstate, I've never felt so alone in my life. I, I had no idea who to call. Was it, it was a it was a deer. It was a in the number of points on the deer four, five, six, whatever the hell it is. I mean, were there a point? Was this a pointed buck? I, no, it had no horns. Ryan wants to chime in. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Nick. Too bad you didn't have a Dominican suit drive, but he'd have missed it. <laughs> I know, right? That's that's. Uh... What's sad is I'm I'm sitting there driving. I, I, I... <laughs> All right, that was a little quick trip down memory lane. I think the the Sue joke there, didn't he get into a little bit of a car accident and he claimed that it, he had swerved out to miss an animal that exactly j- what it was started yes, out in front of the road cars and claimed it was evading an animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all fell for it. Oh, I remember the days, old Sue and hitting cars. And- 
Boy. What else did you want to? Uh, what did you want to hit? Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, uh, T. Braid. Like, I mean, we do got to kind of get a tip of the cat to that homeboy, though. So on, it's God. so he's the only quarterback that will have started as at quarterback in the Super Bowl at the age of at least forty. He's the only one to do it, and he will have done it three times. This will be the third time he's done it. He's Benjamin Button, right? Yes. Like he's. It's, he looks he fabulous. Looks he looks better. Like, look at a picture of him 15 years ago. He looks better now. He's a Ken doll. He's yes. just a marvelous specimen of a human being. <sighs> ten, ten Super Bowl appearances, uh, going for his seventh ring. Put it in perspective. He's going to be 40. He's 43 years old. Michael Jordan won his sixth and final ring at 35. Right. right. He's like a decade further. Almost Brady's going for seven at 43. It's, it's just insane. And it's not like, you know, when, when, when Peyton Manning got his last one, I mean, Peyton was out there getting like his Zach Lee game right. You know what I mean? Zach Lee was like, I like the cut of this guy's jib. I can see a lot of myself in this guy. Just uh, throw it a couple times, lean on your defense. <laughs> Peyton Manning went to Zach Lee camp. <laughs> Heading into that year. You know, the best Zach Lee soundbite we have in the system is when I asked him something about something, and he just paused with the... <laughs> oh, man, those were the days, you know? Those were the those days. Were the days. So, but, no, but, I mean, Brady's, a, Brady's obviously out there balling, you know? And it's just... The other thing, shouts out to Indomitian Sue, not evading animals in the street and yeah, hitting parked cars, yeah. but going to the Super Bowl. And right. shouts out to Levante David, Oof. starting Oof. middle linebacker, heading to the Super Bowl. The thing that is crazy, because this got you in some hot agua with Bo Pelina, and if I'm not mistaken, it was you and your nosy little behind <laughs> that caused a media blackout because Sean Fisher That's broke right. his leg which then cleared the path for Levante David to start. But you, did you cost the, the Fisher household? Like, how did, how did you I, get blacked out from Nebraska? I, uh, let, you know, let's see. Sean Fisher, linebacker at the time, from Millard North High, covered him in high school, which kind of feels like you have it in there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you deserve with that? All right, so exactly. I got excited about so. that. I got excited about it. So, uh, and then I heard that he got hurt at practice. You read the message boards. You remember the free message boards? Remember message board days? Just what yeah. a bunch of nerds right, we were. Right, right. That's how you got all the inside info. And um, heard he had gotten hurt. Didn't know, but wanted to confirm it. Bo Pelini in Nebraska never really confirmed inter- uh, injuries. It would take like. A day. It's like, well, this is going to get out, so let's see if we can confirm it. Because if he's hurt, this is a big story. And I had his cell phone number, so I called Sean Fisher. And I said, hey, just wanted to see how you're doing. I'm hearing you might have been hurt. Um, Hope you're doing all right. I didn't even say call me back. Right. You know, just so at least I had plausible deniability and left it at that. Right. And then I think I got a call from Keith Mann. Later, he was either later that night or this morning because obvious or the next morning, it was obviously Sean Fisher told on me uh, <laughs> and said, Yeah, I got that, you know, or, or maybe, maybe he asked, Hey, can I call him back or whatever? Right. I, who knows? But you got to follow the proper f- protocols. I did not. 
And then Keith Vance said something like, did you uh, call Sh- the family or whatever? And I said, yeah, I called Sean, but and I probably tongue-in-cheek said, yeah, I just wanted to see if he was okay. Yeah, I mean, me and Sean are really tight, man. I just want to see how he's doing. Yep. Hadn't talked to him since he committed. Fish? I want to see if he's okay. Oh, yeah, I called Fish the other day, man. He's under fish in my phone. You know what I'm saying? Fish? Man. Sometimes call him Nemo. <laughs> Nemo! Nemo! That's always the, you got to have a nickname. That's always the, the way to, va- to, to validate that you're that close. Like, oh, yeah, man. T Bone, we're tight. I know T Bone for a long time. <laughs> Keith, you know, uh, I was, uh, I guess you could say I was searching for Sean Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So, so I remember I go, yeah. And he goes, well, and Keith and I were fairly as tight as media members could be with the SID because he had helped me out with some fun stories and stuff. So we had been, you know, we had worked, collaborated, and he had helped me out to right. do a couple of silly stories that I had done. And I go, so he was kind of in my corner, but I go, oh, he goes, he goes, he doesn't want you to practice anymore or something to that effect. Bo. Right. And I said, what? He goes, I go, look, I, was, I didn't report on anything. I was right. just trying to do my job, whatever. But whatever. He goes, look, I'll try and smooth things over. Just give, it, give me 24 hours, whatever. And so he did. And <laughs> I remember Bo kind of shut down practice the whole next day. And it wasn't necessarily just because of me, but I would anticipate it was largely because of me. <laughs> You, Mr. Nice Guy, the funny guy, you caused a complete shutdown of the media. <laughs> I don't know that's so funny to me. It's like the most, the nicest guy in the world that would never harm anybody you caused. You caused the media blackout. And didn't that become a big drop? I think we played up the media blackout. So blackout 2010. So I know at some point I did a, I think it was that night I did a story and I just said, it was that night. My, my sports hit my sports cast. I led with the fact that, you know, we tried to get in touch. Bo Pelini has shut down practice. He's not allowing media there. I said, Sean Fisher got hurt. We tried to contact uh, to confirm the story, did not. Bo Pelini has since uh, banned us from practice. But I said, but he has not banned us from showing practice video. And so I showed practice video from the oh. mid-90s. Did you really? With Tommy Frazier throwing practice balls. Right. And I just narrated it. And I said, look at them slinging that thing around. <laughs> It was the most cynical, sarcastic thing. And then when it came back out on camera, I said, there. <laughs> and then we moved on to the next story. I got to find that. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Somewhere. Chick one, but- Bopolini, nothing, you know? I did kind of feel left out. Being at 1620 and being a member of the media during the Bopolini era, I honestly think just about every single media member got some sort of tongue-lashing at some point from Bo Pelini. Everybody from Sip to Dirk to Chattel to Michael Severe to Kevin Kugler to everybody except me. I never, I never one time, and it's not like I was necessarily just hammering the dude on a daily basis and we were getting our theme song Thursday game right, you know what I mean? But like, 
I kind of felt like, wow, I never, I, I never once got, uh, I never got the wrath of Bo Pelini, not one time. I'm not sure the guy knows who I am. You know, you really haven't lived until you've been banned by Bo Pelini at a, at a practice. <laughs> I just Which, love the funniest thing about it was he always, you, he had so many former players that were welcome there, and they were always the ones that were Spilling conveying stuff to message boards. Yeah, I know. Chicken Nick here, taking a quick time out from our Emmy Award-winning conversation to tell you about one of our new sponsors here, Revolution Wraps. Head to the website, revolutionwraps, W-R-A-P-S dot com. If you want some graphic work done for your vehicle or your business, check them out. They can do full wraps on your vehicle, your corporate car. They can also do it on walls, trade shows as well. They do everything from boats Trucks, buses, RVs, cars, full wraps. They can do interior window graphics, wall murals, dimensional office logos, everything you need to put logos and branding on. They can do it for you. Revolution Wraps, we're thrilled to have them on. Absolutely. And it's all about building a bigger brand. And that's what they do. They partner with clients to just elevate their brands. They're locally owned, and they do everything chic in-house from design to production, to installation. So you are going to get exactly what you want for your wrap. Again, you pointed it out. Quality installations for vehicle wraps, windows, wall graphics, interior and exterior signage, literally anything you need, they got you covered. If you go to the website, they'll answer all your questions about what is a vehicle wrap and and should I do it? Why should I purchase one? How it looks when it's done. All of those things can be answered for you in terms of those vehicle wrap options that you have. They also do floor graphics, window graphics. It's really cool stuff there. We also want to tell you, go to revolutionwraps.com slash Chick and Nick, and you can get a 20% discount on your order. So make sure you do that. For 20% off your next project, visit the website revolutionwraps.com forward slash Chick and Nick, or mention this ad, this very ad from the Chick and Nick podcast when you contact them. It's revolutionwraps.com. Do business with those who support us. It's revolutionwraps.com. But you, but it's just amazing. Whenever I think of Levante David, I think of Sean Fisher, and I think of you, but mainly with the Sean Fisher thing, the thing that's amazing is, if I'm not mistaken, now correct me if I'm wrong, at the time, Sean Fisher was going to start over Levante David. Like, had Sean Fisher not broken his leg, I don't know if we have, I mean, maybe, I mean, you you assume a guy that is obviously as talented as Levante David is, like it was just a matter of time before he, you know, took the job and was the man. But it's just always interesting to me that, at the time, I'm pretty sure Sean Fisher was the starting linebacker over Levante David. But then once Levante went in there, you're like, dang, this dude goes sideline to sideline like nobody's business. You're listening to the sideline to sideline show with Mark Jackson. Okay. I don't think that's an appropriate show at all. That uh, <laughs> should ever air yeah. at all on TV. I, I don't, you know, you your memory is so much better than me. Like, you know, you mentioned Sean Fisher. You mentioned Levante David and that injury. Like, I, you could have fooled me. Like, okay, yeah, that I makes don't know sense. Why. It's I weird the it. things you remember and the things you don't remember. That one I, I vividly remember, you know. And I think a little bit it was Levante David didn't necessarily, if, if, I don't remember him coming in with a whole bunch of, like, hype around him. I don't remember him being billed as, like, the second coming of, of Barrett Rude or anything like that. But... 
I, and I think Sean Fisher was a guy that everybody kept close tabs on because he was a local dude. You know what I mean? He was a local kid. And so obviously he was a dude that everyone, you know, covered pretty closely. But yeah, I just, he's always, whenever I think of Levante David, the first name I think of is Sean Fisher. The next name I think of is Braxton Miller because oh, he went wow. to the strip club. He went okay, to the strip okay. club with <laughs> Braxton Miller. You're listening to the strip club show with Mark Jackson. I do remember you saying Mark Braxton Miller went to the strip. <laughs> it's a, the play that changed the game, right? They don't win that game if, unless Levante David. No, went to the they strip don't. Club in fact, Miller. someone reminded me when we did 100 plays in 100 days that the number one play was Braxton Miller's injury. Seriously? <laughs> in yeah. that Ohio State. Because game. let's be honest, who came in? Russell Bellamy? Bill Bellamy? I don't. Okay, it was not Bellamy. I think it was ah, Bowser. Joe, was it ba- Daniel Bowser? 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 What was it? Bowser. Bowserman. Bow- Bowserman. Bowserman. Bellamy. It wasn't Bill Bellamy. It wasn't Def Jam. No, How to be a player? No, Bill Bellamy no, or Joe Bowserman? Joe Bowserman Joe came Bowserman. in, and let's just say that dude was it, accuracy was an issue. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Now, before practice ended, KETV photojournalist Steve Getz saw linebacker Sean Fisher being carted up from practice to the stadium with his leg taped. Now, we don't know the severity of the injury. We'll have to wait for an official word from Bo Pelini, likely coming tomorrow. The sophomore out of Millard North had 35 tackles last season. Oh, that's just me doing a nice VO. Wow. And then I think it was the next day when we got, got banned that I said, oh, you got a future. I don't even know what we're talking about now. Oh, I think we're just, I don't know. We, were, we started with Brady and the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. We also want to shout out Sue. Shouts out to Sue. Shouts out to David, you know. Congratulations to those guys. Congratulations on making it uh, to, you know, the Super Bowl. That's great. That's great, great, man. Yeah. And uh, really wish the, uh, really wish the Bills had made it. They did not. The game <sighs> ended as we we're on the, uh, on the air. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, brother? I came with a lot there. You did. You you brought up uh, a lot of things there. I really don't have much else. So we've just been having a lot of fun. I like it. It's it's I li- fun. I like this show. It's fun. I like it. It's it's fun. Uh, I could read a couple of emails here. Uh, but by the way, we, <laughs> by the way, we do appreciate uh, all of you here. Uh, John saying, uh, listening, <laughs> listening to the latest podcast right now. And Nick just said he didn't know how he got sidetracked when talking about his road trip and not being able to figure out how to open the gas cover on his rental. I listened to the show from day one. I've listened to every Chicken Nick podcast. I listened to all 43, quote, final episodes of the old (laughs) show. Can someone please explain to me when, during all of the times I've listened, Nick Baugh was not sidetracked? (laughs) Maybe that's what it is. When when you are just perpetually sidetracked, it's not good. It's not good to know what I mean. I got sidetracked back in 09, and your boy still can't figure out why. You're listening to the sidetrack show. Okay. okay. And not everything needs to be back to uh, back to Mark Jackson at all. Uh, let's do let's let's give you a little of this. We got brother. Man down, man down. Okay. Yes. There you go. Well, I mean, unless we got anything else, I and mean, we we do have one pseudo serious thing to at least, you know quickly okay we'll, we'll get to we'll do the that's fine that's fine thing and, and that'll be the last thing we do but what's the uh the you know tom brady congratulations tom brady we've already done that yada 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 
Nobody cares. Although, how about this? How about this quick spin for a little sports talk action? 951-1628-779-1620. How come we're okay with Brady continually making it to Super Bowls and we're fine with it? Patrick Mahomes, they've made it again. It's like, okay, same teams all the time. But when it's college football, it's like, hey! I'm sick of this! I'm sick of it! That's right. Give or when it, was war- when it was Warriors-Cavs for like four straight years... You know, like, people yeah, are like, give me more. Give me more of this. The, the greatest thing in sports was Lakers Celtics. Numerous times for it all. <laughs> what do I think of Bama and Clemson in the finals every year? I hate it. It doesn't make any sense. It kind of doesn't make sense. You know, I'm with you. On it that. Is, yeah, it does make sense. I think it's maybe because they're not paid professionals. That's it's probably like, well, it. that's probably it's not it. fair. It is not fair what they're doing here. <laughs> not fair. Yeah. Change the geography here and yeah. not allow all these kids to go to these schools. All right. So what's your serious My thing? Ser- you want me to get Shirley serious? Let's go. Well, I mean, the big announcement around around these parts was the fact that everybody was wondering if there was going to be some coaching changes at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. And Scott Frost said that right now there's not going to be any coaching changes. They're bringing back everybody, and they fired – Rutledge, the special teams analyst, or you know, made a change mutually, right. whatever, right? You know, and but then they're going to hire another analyst, but they're keeping all basically the coaching staff is staying intact. I know around these parts there are a lot of people that wanted to see some some changes, wanted to see some some people get fired. That didn't happen. Your thoughts? That five one sixteen twenty. Should Scott Frost have made coaching changes? Let's go to Matt on line one. Matt, you're on the zone. Go ahead. What do you think? What are your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns regarding those? The fact that there's no coaching changes. That's uh... a... That's a great question. I'll say this. He made a change last year. Got rid of his OC last year. Yeah. And really, if you're going to make a change, it would be on the offensive staff, right? You're not, you're not going to change anything on the defensive staff. No, so he's already made that change boy. last year. <laughs> I mean, the only guy you'd want to get rid of is Barrett Rude. Hey! I will have none of that. You take you take that back. Your thoughts on Barrett Rude? Not five one sixteen twenty eight seven seven. Those linebackers out there bowling, boy. I love me some Barrett Rude. Didn't they lose uh, Do It, the, uh, the other guy it, last yeah. year? But they, they yeah. lost a couple of guys. Um, and, and, so and I'd then say Troy this. Walters. Yeah. I was not surprised he didn't make any coaching changes. It'll be the second year with the new OC in Lubbock. Scott Frost is essentially the author of this offense. So any changes you make, to me, are more just for cosmetic purposes. Right. Rather than anything substantial is uh, yeah. that like that that that's to me it would be more just to placate people to give the illusion of change when in reality you're rolling with what you got and you're gonna you're gonna give it another shot next year because frankly it all it all comes down to the quarterbacks the quarterback situation yeah and so that's what i think i'm with you i never was i'm not on board with with change for the sake of change or change to your point of pleasing or to appease that section of the fans that, you know, they want – they got tiki – they got torches and pitchforks and they want to see, right. you know, heads roll anytime Nebraska's not, you know, winning everything. 
So I don't I don't think you ever want to make decisions to please that section of of fans. I think some of this also stems from special teams has been so bad that people wanted to see yeah. Scott Frost commit a full-time coach to special teams. But people need to realize that like for that to happen, somebody's got to get fired. You know what I mean? Like they they can't just make someone they, you know they only have 10 coaches so for you to hire have a full-time special teams coach you you have to fire somebody and that just wasn't in the cards now the only so for the record I'm okay with it I, I'm I'm okay with it I I can yeah. get I can understand why some people have a hard time with like man you're running it back with the same exact group that didn't yield great results okay I get all that but I also think the one thing that this program has lacked for the almost a decade is any sort of stability, and I think that needs to be your. And I, I, I think that needs to be your kind of prevailing thought with with all this stuff. I would say the only guy that I thought maybe could have been potentially considered would have been maybe Mario Verduzco, the quarterbacks coach. I mean, hmm. you know, like you have an OC, you got Frost. You know, between now, now, Lubick is also the wide receivers coach. So, I mean, it'd be hard for him to do OC, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. So, maybe Frost could dip into that a little bit if you wanted to. If you wanted to make room for a full time special teams coordinator, uh, but I don't. I, I don't. You know, Ryan Held, the running back, running backs coach, is a big. Uh, now, the running backs have underperformed, but he's a he's he's a huge recruiter for them. Outside of Travis Fisher, he's probably their most important recruiter. Um, so I don't, I just don't know realistically what that was going to look like. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the frustration from whatever section of the fans that wanted to see changes stem from, first of all, the fact that Nebraska's not performed well, and it's hard to get behind just running everything back. And then secondly, I think there's a huge, huge rumbling for a full-time special teams coach. And people wanted to see that somehow shake out. But I just don't know realistically, unless you were going to fire someone, I don't know how realistic it was to, to find someone to be the full-time special teams coach. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, and you don't know in terms of people's recruiting expertise and areas, uh, what they were willing to sacrifice and part ways with. And, you know, maybe that's something that's on the table for next year. You don't know the uh, the you know, the impact of the pandemic and how that impacts things going into the next season yep. um, and even this off season. And so, you know, that, that's something that I think should be looked at. I don't think teams, you know, enough teams pay enough attention to that third of the game. And the fact is that if you are one of the worst teams nationally in college football and special teams, that that is something you need to make a change at and you get rid of your guy who was focused on special teams. So is it addition by subtraction? I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll figure it out, but it is interesting when you think about special teams, like they, when's the last time, like they had an impactful punter slash punt returner or kick returner, right? I mean, are are you going back to Dewan gross? Are we going like how far back? Well, does your, does your brain need to go? I would say for before he got hurt, DeMornay Pearsonell had a season yes. where he was good. But yes. other than that, Chick, you got to go back to Dewan Gross. I mean, honestly. and that was during a 7 and 7 season. Right. right? So so that was that, that that's really incredible. And and you saw how good he was and right. how bad that team was, but you think about it, this team needs to 
we've always talked about how the margin for error is so slim that you've got to take advantage of the nooks and crannies that the game of football provides. And whether that's field position, you know, whether it's in the punting game, the kick return game. I mean, Tom Osborne was always a guy that said that field position is can win or lose you the I game. I know I've said this before to you. I think I have. Like, that's one of the – rewatching these old classic Husker games, yeah. I, that's one of the things that stands out to me a, a ton. Like the 94 national title game, Osborne's first national title against Miami – you, you know who was incredible was Darren Erstad as a punter. Mm. He mm. penned Miami inside the 15 or 10-yard line almost every single time. And I don't think there's any question, Shiki, that if Nebraska just had average to solid special teams the last two years, they, sh- they would have won a couple of more games. You know, I mean, they're giving up kickoff returns. They're losing, spe- they're losing the field position battle every game. Uh, Two years ago, they were it was laughably bad in the field goal kicking department. Um, so yeah, I I understand the frustration with the special teams thing, but I also think like when you try to figure out how you're really going to solve that, I don't know what that looks like from the standpoint of like you'd have to fire somebody, and I just don't know who that realistically was going to be. So there you go. That was my serious topic of the day. When you said when he penned him in or pinned them in, what did you think? Pan or Pam? Do you think the Darren Erstad's answer is to Coach Ashton? Okay, you want me, are you saying pin them or pen them? Are you saying Pan or Pam? Did I get my pen game right? <laughs> you, said, you, said, with that. you said he would pen them down, yeah, pen, pen them people. inside the tin. I pen, I milk, yeah. I pillow. Sit a, you you sleep on your pillow and you pen them in and then you run a pen in pen down play <laughs> basketball. I, listen, when and I then pen someone you inside and I, the pen, you and I would go bowling and knock down the pens. <laughs> oh, I am pan or Pam. I struggle with that, Doug. Sorry, I didn't hear a word you said after you said he yeah, would pen them in. Good. Let's By get, the way, let's ne- get a flashback game right. I know. Nebraska used to be the home of great kickers and great punters. I know. Think about the names that you would go down the list, whether it was Josh Brown or Chris Brown or Alex Henry. And then the punting game, Kyle Larson from Funk, Nebraska, yeah. right? Like Jesse Kish. Fu- I love Jesse Kish. Okay, how dare you? Um, <laughs> Sam Cook. Yes. Sam Cook, who Brett, I mean, is yeah. like in his 19th year yes. in kicking in the NFL. Right. Brett Maher was a good kicker back in the day. Like, yeah, that, that was the one position that through the downslide had like stayed relatively consistent. So it is amazing how how bad special teams have have gotten. And I don't think there's any denying that that area of the game needs to improve. But I, 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 I'm not necessarily up in arms of zero staff changes, you know, just because, yeah. like, like we said at the top, I'm not a, I, I don't like change for the sake of change or change for the sake of appeasing a certain group of people. Yeah. So yeah, I think we can all blame Jordan Congdon for all of the uh, – <laughs> which, by the way, quick story. I had a story. I used to do those st- satirical scripted stories for KETV, and I had a story that was how incredibly strong-legged – Jordan Congdon was. We did it in the off season. Uh, we had him like pull up his pant leg, but it was really Adam Carricker's leg or something. 
uh, we had we had him we had him kick. Uh, we had him line up at the opposite twenty, and then he would kick the ball. Lane Kelly helped me out with the story because uh, I did another story with him. But Jordan Conger, we'd have him kick at the opposite twenty. He would kick it, and then we'd have the camera zoom out real quick. And underneath the goalpost, I had thrown a football through the. Thing into the net, and it looked like he kicked an 80 yard field goal. All the stuff, and I just said, This is going to be awesome. All we just need is for him to just kick a kick some good field goals, and we'll be good. He couldn't hit from 40, <laughs> so we never ran the story. You're we kidding never. me, it just sat on the ice, couldn't run it. And I'm so thankful we never ran it because if we ran it in the preseason about how strong his leg was or whatever, you'd yeah, have set then, that dude up oh, for failure. That was not good. It'd have been the new Ray Finkel. You know, laces out, Jordan. Uh, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and the clean pair of pants. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and the clean pair of shorts. Uh, let's get our let's get our flashback game right. Then we'll be uh, we'll get out of here. Um, what do you remember about this? I honestly, I know other than just Derek Anderson and the drop, and we would play it. The background of it, I have forgotten all of it. I forgot about okay. what was what the situation for this drop or how it got under our show. Like I, 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 uh, I can't remember, Doug. This was the date here says uh, uh, November thirtieth, two thousand ten. So uh, Derek Anderson was a quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, yep. and I believe, if I remember this correctly, they were trailing. Uh, and he was on the sideline, and the cameras caught him laughing and smiling. They were getting blizzon out, as you would right, like to right, say. Right, right, right. Yeah. And he gets quizzed about it and asked about it in the post game, and then they kind of call him on it when he says, "I wasn't laughing." And then he gave the "That's fine, that's fine, that's fine." Ah. And we had some fun with it. There's a four-minute clip. Let's uh, flash back here to November 2010. Derek Anderson, the quarterback of Arizona, was caught laughing on camera, giggling at something on the sidelines when his team was getting blown out. Mm -hmm. And those kind of things are, would fans see that? It really ruffles the old feathers. They see a player joking it up, or yeah. even if it's even if it's like a two-second smile and like, yeah, that's funny or something, our team's getting blown out. I'm ticked off. Why isn't the guy who's on the team ticked off, right? Derek Anderson was on the sideline laughing with, I believe it was Mike Ayupati. I think that was his, his lineman who he maybe, was laughing. Maybe he said, what's your last name again? <laughs> Ayupati. Ah! No, it's not. Derek Anderson was asked in the news conference, because in the land of Twittering and tweeting, you can see and you hear about everything. Even if you're a reporter standing on the sidelines, you go, oh, oh, he was laughing? Oh, okay, I'll ask him about this. A reporter asked Derek Anderson, what's so funny? What, what were you saying in that instance that you're trying to be positive that was funny? And I, I don't mean this to be sarcastic or, or pointed, but I mean, that went out on Monday night television. A lot of fans are talking about it right now as a big problem with this team. Can you put it into context what was going on at that moment? What caused you? What Deuce and I talk about is nobody else's business. But why was something funny when you're down 18 points in the fourth quarter? It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about anything. The camera showed you laughing. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. I'm not. Real I'm serious. I, I put my heart and soul into this every single week. All I'm saying is the camera shows I'm just telling you right now what I do every single week. Every single week. I put my freaking heart and soul into this. I study my off. I don't go out there and laugh 
It's not funny. It's not fun. Nothing's funny to me. I don't want to go out there and get embarrassed on Monday Night Football in front of everybody. That's why I'm asking you. What I'm telling you right now. We're not. We're talking. Deuce and I are talking. What was the context? I'm done. Sorry. I'm not dealing with him. Sorry. And he walked off. Now, here's what happened there. Derek Anderson, I think it's pretty safe to say, got caught got with his def- hand in the cookie yeah, jar yeah, got, and then got, and defensive. got defensive. And how do you get defensive? Sometimes you get loud. That's why I scream all the time on the show, mm-hmm. right? Listen to my voice. I scream. The best part about that exchange to me was <laughs> when he did the, I wasn't laughing, and the guy says, we saw you laughing on the right. sidelines, and he goes, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Listen to it. It wasn't, it wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing about anything. The camera showed you that. Okay, that's fine. 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 How many? Def- yeah. Was that four or five? Uh, five. Uh, five. That's fine. A fiver. You know, ask me if I was mean to Nebraska. Wait, last la- so are you? Are you? Are you anti-Nebraska? No, I'm not anti-Nebraska. I don't. I've never said anything like that. Well, I, but last I, I, week. Last week. That's fine. That's very... fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's. I mean, what do you say? I mean, you don't even know what to say. Because I. I know that I was either caught or that I said something like that, hypothetically, mm-hmm. of course, and I know where you're going with that, so I'm so going to cut just... you off with the fines. Right. That's fine means that's enough. Stop talking. I know where you're going with yeah. this. And it's you're really, right. I'm wrong. And it's, go- it's going to bury me. This. What you're about to say is going to jam me. Right. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Nick, do you like basketball? No, I don't. Um, I, I, I don't. But Nick, don't you said like... that on the f- on no. That's fine. every show. Every, no, that's fine. Every every that's show fine. you. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Shane, do you enjoy ramen noodles? Uh, no, I don't. Shane, every day that, after, that's, after that's the show, fine. you that's, eat ramen. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Every show. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That was fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. That was good. I didn't. I. I'd forgotten completely about the context. That's great. That's great. That's fantastic. That's, that's one of the that's better great. drops. Uh, Derek Anderson always providing. Unfortunately, Josh Allen could not, and uh, it will be the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Patrick yeah. Mahomes and Tom Brady. I wonder if uh, CBS will get good ratings there, and uh, they'll get a storyline or two yeah, out of it. They might. And I think can we? Is it official? Can we officially say? Barrett Rude, his spot as the greatest Buccaneer of all time is in some serious jeopardy. Only took one year. It's just crazy. I was a little nervous when Brady uh, Brady signed. Big shoes to fill, supplanting <laughs> Barrett Rude. He's got to win one more game. If you don't win a Super Bowl, you you don't you don't move past Barrett Rude in my book. Well, the only thing Barrett Rude has to do now, if Tom Brady does, is just put on seventy more pounds and unretire. Uh, we will see you uh, next week. We're done. I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yes. Chicken Nick. Yes. Chicken Nick Show. Yes. Here we go. It's not funny. No, that's that's your opinion. A Huda Media Production.